reject it, let's analyze it. The results are always a good place to start. How many people do you know that have too many friends, too much energy, too much health, and more money than they'll ever need? I, for one, don't know many people like that, although I'll admit there probably are some. And while I refer to it as too much money and too many friends, that's an extreme example of individuals moving in the opposite direction than Willie was moving. Learning how to live a balanced, successful life is a lifelong pursuit. And since it's our life we're talking about here, let's analyze the faculties that we've been gifted with that actually enable us to live the life we want, to live in abundance and fully utilize the concept of share the wealth. We've been given a mind and a body. We're given sensory factors to deal with our outside world, and we're given intellectual factors to deal with our inside world. And unfortunately, though we spend billions on education for our supposed intellectual factors, the vast majority of people are primarily relying on their sensory factors in a way that causes them enormous problems. In fact, most people are not even aware of what their intellectual factors are. Most of us are living out programs labeled sharing and wealth that were written by someone else and downloaded into our psychic hard drives before we could even walk. While these programs have faults in and of their own, they've each also been infected with viruses that keep most people in an even greater state of lack and limitation, even though abundance is as close as their breath. As we get involved in this magnificent concept, share the wealth, we're going to be discussing how this very concept is first interfered with and then how it can be promoted in every aspect of our lives so that our very lives grow rich in abundance. The three factors we're discussing are, first, our sensory factors, how we've been programmed to use them, and what we want to do to change them so that we use them properly. Second, our intellectual factors, how these factors enable us to take this great law of circulation that Share the Wealth is based upon and move into perfect harmony with it. And third, our competencies, and how, through simple exercises, we can become so competent at working with the concept of Share the Wealth that we don't even have to think about it. It can be done automatically. Does that sound appealing to you? Well, it's real. So let's get busy. Unfortunately, our senses rule the roost. I'd say that Franklin D. Roosevelt was one individual who so understood the concept of share the wealth that it was automatic. Elected President of the United States and unprecedented four times in a row, he was first voted to lead the country out of the Great Depression, then remained in his presidency to ramp up the country's participation in World War II, which established America as the global leader. Despite being crippled by polio in his late 30s, Franklin Roosevelt was governor of New York until elected president in 1932. At that time, he faced a country in absolute despair and true economic collapse. When Roosevelt first looked out on the Great Depression from the country's highest office, he innately understood that the people who were struggling during the Great Depression didn't know how to change what they were doing because they didn't even understand that they were making it the way it was. 
He had a plan to help his country come to a higher level of understanding, and it's a plan that I'll get to in just a few minutes. You'll see how he managed to raise a country to utilize its intellectual factors and then begin sharing the wealth. But first, let's think for a moment about the kind of nationwide attitude Roosevelt was faced with, an attitude as gloomy and forsaken as the scourge of dust that was simultaneously sweeping through the Midwest creating the historical dust bowls that we still hear about today. Now, most of these people likely sat around thinking, the conditions and circumstance that are against us are so overwhelming that it is inconceivable that we could have brought this on by ourselves. This theory that it's someone else's fault, that what's wrong is due to some outside circumstance, is brought about because we were raised to live through our senses with no awareness of our higher faculties. Our senses are given to us to help us correspond and communicate with the outside world, and they can be used to...